0: Well, good evening, everyone. And, of course, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Well, unfortunately, as much as many of you may have hoped, and no matter how many lists we put it on, our beloved president did not return for Christmas 2024. So that leaves only one thing that can possibly happen, and that, of course is trump coming back for christmas of 2025 now i have a special treat for you when we get back from the break in a manner of speaking i have brought president trump here for us today and i hope you all enjoy it i also hope you had a lovely christmas thank you very much everybody for being here do me a favor don't forget to hit the like button if you would share the show that would also really help out and of course If you want to support the sponsors of the program, that also directly supports the program, as well as providing you with necessary goods and services that you can use in your own home. And to tell you the truth, we have a special brand new sponsor for the very first time premiering on today's show. So I hope that you enjoy it. And I would love to hear what you guys got for Christmas, even if it's not material wealth, if it's just the beautiful company of your friends and loved ones that's fine too but the entire world is now looking at america and saying my god please we need donald trump so sit back relax and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this hey patriots are you looking for an america first destination for firearms and second amendment accessories well, visit Sai Tactical where the American spirit lives, breathes and dreams personal liberty. Visit That's shop.saitactical.com. That's S-A-I tactical com. At Sai Tactical, we are America first. Veteran owned. We continue to defend the constitution just like you. Our wide range of top-notch firearms and shooting gear is exclusively for the American Patriot. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, we've got you covered. Join our community of freedom-loving Americans. Find everything you need to exercise your Second Amendment rights. Remember, it's shop.sidetactical.com. All firearms must ship to a licensed dealer near you. Restrictions may apply. It's easy to remember but hard to forget because it's about America and it's about you. Psy Tactical. Stand tall and stand with the brave Americans past and present to ensure your rights shall not be infringed. Visit us today at shop.psytactical.com and remember to use code REDPILLUSA to get 10% off your order. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Merry Christmas. And yeah, LKW Cross. it's 2023 and it's 2024 that President Trump is going to be back. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. We've been doing a lot over the last couple of days, but thank you very, very much uh, for being here, everybody. Ooh, number one, Indiana Dad got two retro rifle shirts. Those are great. Lisa got me a gift certificate to them for Christmas, and uh, I will be premiering probably those new shirts in the next couple of weeks. I just got to wait for something to come out. All right. So, uh, yeah, President Trump, 2024, he'll be reelected in November for the third time, and then then he won't actually be president again until the, the Christmas of 2025. It, it it works out. It tracks, like, in my head. But when I say it out loud, obviously I, I have to put a little caveat on it. Let me just say thank you very much to Side Tactical. They are viewers of this program. That's how they ended up on this program. So use code REDPILLUSA. Get 10% off your order of whatever it is at shop.sidetactical.com. The link is in the description of this video. Thank you very much to them. They are American patriots. They are veteran-owned, and uh, they know that protecting your Second Amendment is tantamount to protecting your liberty. So let us begin this program with two special messages from President Trump, beginning with this song, which is One of my personal favorites. And hold on, i got to find my button. Here it is. This is Donald Trump's All I Want for Christmas.
1: Here we go.
2: It's your boy, Trump the Don. Back at it again on a Christmas song. Shut up, old St. Nick, Santa Claus, Santa, the big guy. Not the big guy you're thinking about. Nasty Nancy inside trading. San Fran is decaying. Homeless people pooping on the slide where kids are playing. Fentanyl and heroin and pedophiles praying. Start another foreign war and you're the one who's paying. All I want for Christmas is these politicians to put America before their foreign vested interests. No more communism. Repeal Obamacare ain't no more joe biden always falling up the stairs all i want for christmas is cheap gas and some mean tweets cnn goes out of business and msnbc if the government shut down we'd probably have world peace Till then, we're stuck with expensive milk and World War III. All I want for Christmas is Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Joe Biden put in prison. All them already weaponizing their justice system. That's why no one that (laughs) was on that island got convicted. All I want for Christmas is some cheaper gas cheaper But that gas. will require me time traveling to the past <laughs> All I want for Christmas <laughs> is a safer border, border And to destroy the great reset and new world, world order. order All I want for Christmas is cheap gas and some mean treats CNN goes out of business and MSNBC if the government shut down, we'd probably have world peace. World peace. World Until then, we're stuck with expensive milk and World War III. World War III. Shaq Elon, the chief nerd, Steve Bannon, salty cracker, dumb, Touareg, conservative it Don Jr., and David Harris Jr. The, the juniors, as I like to call them.
0: All right. A little bit of fun right there to open up the episode. And now I actually do have a real Christmas message from the one and only Donald John Trump. This is his message to the world circa Christmas 2023. He dropped it yesterday on his Truth Social profile, and it was shared by Simon Atiba over here on X. Let's go ahead and listen to what President Trump wishes for America and the world
2: wish everyone a happy joyous and wonderful christmas.
0: wait a second this is so quiet hold on just a second i forgot how quiet this was okay uh, let's uh let me try this one more time cuz i know that's still going to be too quiet we'll go 15 decibels see how that works
2: Melania and i would like to wish everyone a happy joyous and wonderful christmas season in this holy time of year Christians everywhere give thanks that over 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son into the world to be the savior of all mankind. The birth of Jesus Christ is the true miracle we celebrate each Christmas. He is the ultimate source of our joy, our hope, and our sense of peace and goodwill as we gather with family and loved ones. It is such a great time of the year. This is why we can never stop saying that beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas, This holiday, we give thanks for many blessings God has bestowed upon us. We pray for the safety of our men and women in uniform at home and abroad. And we ask God to guide us, give us strength, and watch over us in this pivotal year ahead. With his help, by this time next year, we will be well on our way to making America safer, stronger, greater, and more prosperous than ever before. Once again, Melania and I wish you a very Merry Christmas. God bless you all. May 2024 be the best year of our lives.
0: Amen to that. Donald J. Trump putting the Christ back in Christmas. He's absolutely right. Only with the help of God himself are we going to be restoring America. Now... It's not to say we couldn't do it, that we couldn't uh, elect Donald Trump, but let's be honest, this entire situation must be anointed by him because if it isn't, well, then it's not the right thing to happen. Uh, and I truly do believe that Donald J. Trump returning to the White House, restoring America, restoring the things about America that make it great and uh, by bringing peace to all mankind, uh, this is the only thing that makes any sense in 2024 and beyond. Donald Trump has to return. We need to help him restore America, and we need to destroy the deep state and the new world order. Now, for those of you who were wondering who did that Donald Trump Christmas song, that was by Hi-Rez TV on YouTube. His name is just hi but his channel is High rez TV. I'm going to drop a link to that. And then you guys can check it out on your own in the future. All right. So continuing, uh, let's talk about why it is that Donald Trump has to return. I mean, uh, it's real easy to say that World War Three is on the brink of taking place. But I mean, you look all over the news, you you look at what's happening all around the world. And and, I mean, it's not just talk. Uh, There is a palpable reality surrounding uh, and covering everything. We are on the brink of World War III, not only in the Middle East, but also in Europe. And in Europe, it's specifically surrounding the clash that is uh, hopefully not actually going to take place between Russia and NATO. But every single day that passes, it looks more and more likely. Apparently, it's being reported that Russia now has tactical nuclear weapons in position. They've set them up in Belarus. This is on top of the supposed Satan II Uh, nuclear warheads, which are like 14 or 15 stories tall. They are intercontinental ballistic missiles that fly into space. It makes them apparently uh, impervious to any sort of uh, plans or, or programs that would stop them. Now, the situation taking place in Belarus, by my estimation, is just a little bit more heinous because There's really no such thing as a tactical nuke. I I mean, it's still a nuke. It may be smaller. Uh, It it may not be as devastating as a single nuclear weapon. But because it's smaller, it gives people this kind of sense of, I don't know, uh, like like everything's going to be okay. It's still a freaking nuke. You you set off a nuke inside of a a, a metropolitan area and there's going to be fallout. There's going to be devastation. And uh, the people who are affected by it that don't die right away, those people are probably going to get cancer and die much later on trisha thank you so much she says zach god bless you lisa rp mom and daughter i have watched i have enjoyed watching your shows and meeting you in dc you are the best happy new year you're the best, Tricia. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you as well. Also over at Pilled.net, NetFolks1, thank you for the cookie. Nakaz says, Merry late Christmas, Zach. I missed the last couple of live shows. For shame. For shame, Nakaz. It's OK, though. I, I forgive you. I forgive you. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, thank you to Porpoiseful for that cookie. And then also thank you to Boise Blanc for that cookie as well. Uh, OK, Johnny is familiar with High res. Yes, High res, if you ever hear any of those awesome, like, AI-generated President Trump's Songs, I guarantee you it's high res. Um, and then there is. Uh, well, th- there's also the auto tune songs. Honey, I forgot the name of the guy that does the auto tune Trump songs, but he's great, too. I've played his stuff on the channel before as well. All right. So. Why is Russia putting these nukes, these tactical nukes in Belarus? Well, uh, obviously, NATO has set up their shop all along the Russian border. Specifically, they're trying to get Ukraine to be part of NATO. But thank God Hungary is standing in the way of that. Poland uh, is another one. Russia is specifically trying to prevent itself from a preeminent attack coming out of Poland or coming out of Ukraine. And these Tactical, so-called nuclear weapons are designed for battlefield use. If you've ever seen the film uh, Starship Troopers, that's the first place I ever heard about tactical nukes. But shortly after they came out in that movie, it was something that they started talking about in popular culture. Just a small little nuke that you can probably shoot off of a rocket on your shoulder, much like a, a grenade propelled – a rocket propelled grenade rather uh, or perhaps a, uh, a shoulder-strapped missile. I forget what they're called, but I know there's another word for them. But it would be ideal if you plan to, I don't know, to devastate an entire building. You want to shoot a nuke, just take out a building, boom, high-yield high explosive in a small-yield package. It's a, a lot – more powerful than a regular bomb or a regular missile or a, just a, a regular munition of any type. However, it's not nearly as possible as like a full scale Satan II style rocket. But back in the day, there used to have been a time where speaking about the use of nuclear weapons – Uh, Was just unforgivable. I mean, you didn't do it. You didn't threaten the use of nuclear weapons and threatening the use of nuclear weapons would set the world's hair on fire. People would be, you know, totally up in arms. We can't do that. I mean, are are we so far removed from Hiroshima and Nagasaki now that the idea of setting off a nuke is it's like permissible at this point? I mean, the nukes that we have nowadays are 10, 15, 50 times as powerful as what they dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I don't know how powerful a tactical nuke would be in comparison to one of those, but I can tell you that there's a reason they don't use them all that often. It's because they are particularly devastating, not only in in the immediate, but uh, in in the long run as well. So – Uh, This report is coming out of the AP, though. So I I want you to take it with a grain of salt because you realize we all realize that there is this uh, this 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 narrative that the mainstream media has. They want to portray Vladimir Putin as an absolute madman. Um, Now, the reason that I'm reporting on it is because I don't think this sort of story would even be on the national headlines if it wasn't for the fact that Joe Biden was residing at the White House. You see, they want to create that boogeyman in Russia. They want to make you believe that Russia is the biggest foe, when in all reality, the biggest foe to American liberty is sitting right there in Washington, D.C., the deep state new world order that is running this government right now and has been for quite some time, this this same deep state New World Order that stood in the way of President Trump from implementing his glorious agenda for years when he was sitting in office. Now, these tactical nuclear weapons are apparently in place as a result of Russia's relationship with Belarus and of course the uh antagonistic attitude of NATO that really is happening uh NATO would love to push Russia into a nuclear war into some sort of a war because obviously once we go to a full scale global conflict it, it's going to be an excuse to to uh, to use and then to make and then to sell all sorts of uh, weapons of mass destruction. And then, of course, there is the extinction agenda at play, the population reduction agenda. They they want enough people to die so that they don't have to go through and do it messy like with uh, a pandemic or with some other more obvious form of population control. If they can just kill millions of people off with a nuke, then I think they would go ahead and go for it. There is also something to be said. About the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, and Joe Biden, and probably a, num- or a number of other uh, global elites who are part of this deep state new world order are either in the process of building or have built some serious nuclear bunkers on their property. Zuckerberg is doing it in Hawaii right now. Uh, Joe Biden apparently is doing it in his backyard in Delaware. Uh, And obviously, Joe spends a lot of time at Rehoboth Beach. So if he was going to set up some sort of nuclear bunker doomsday survival shelter, then obviously his property in Delaware just makes a lot of sense. As he's always said, he's a Delaware boy. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg being in Hawaii you know he's far enough removed from any sort of mainland conflict that might actually take place right now there's really no strategic value to blow the hell out of hawaii if anything uh let's let's just you know, kind of postulate here, if Russia and the United States went to war, I don't think it's going to happen, but just, you know, theoretically, um, then the last thing they would do would be to blow up Hawaii. They might blow up some military targets, which are situated in Hawaii, but, you know, they're not going to use a nuke because Hawaii is a beautiful island. You know, they want to be able to use that later on. So, Although they may have no compunction about blowing the hell out of New York City or San Francisco, hell, they might even do us a favor. Sorry if you live there, but... Uh, If they were to do that, then that would be understandable. Also, if they blew D.C. off the face of the earth, that would be absolutely understandable from a military standpoint, not from a humanitarian standpoint. I am not uh, suggesting that we should blow up D.C., not in any way. And I don't think that any American cities should be blown up or deserve to be blown up. Um, But if we go to war with any country, then these are the kinds of things that we have to think about. Mostly, I just want thermonuclear weapons to not be used. Uh, I would prefer if we didn't go to war at all. I would prefer if there was no death and destruction, if there were no terror attacks, if if we didn't have people f- uh, forced uh, to uh, uh, to co-mingle and, and not wanting to live together because they have different religious beliefs or anything like that. But again, this would not be the case. Donald Trump being in office, being president, he would have stopped any of this from happening. Now, I, I want everybody to just go back to when President Trump left office When Joe Biden came in, remember what your life was like up until that moment. Joe Biden took the oath of office. Yes, of course, there was like trepidation and fear and anxiety leading up to Joe Biden taking the oath of office. Um, But really, the moment that he set foot inside the White House our quality of life took a nosedive. It really began to fall off a cliff. And I would say that the quality of life for the people on planet Earth fell off a cliff as well. And that's due to that one thing, Joe Biden, his presence in Washington, D.C., his regime that he's put into power, that he's used to destroy the lives of Americans, that he's used to try to remove his opponent from the ballot on a number of different ballots all across the country. The same Department of Justice that he is. sitting uh, on President Trump to try to charge him with felonies and misdemeanors and try to put him in prison before they even get there. Everything that we are experiencing right now is because of Joe Biden. It's not because of Donald Trump. And I don't care if you're watching the show and you say, well, Donald Trump did this and Biden's just dealing with it. No, it's just a lie. It didn't happen that way. Donald Trump was in Washington, D.C. for four years implementing his agenda, with the deep state New World Order resistance standing in the way at every juncture. However, he was still able to markedly improve the quality of life for the American people and for the people of the world, because he put people's minds, the the leaders of these nations into a different frame of reference. Joe Biden comes into office. He doesn't know how to wipe his own butt. He doesn't know how to speak in complete sentences. He can't walk up and down stairs or even across a flat stage without falling down. Joe Biden, is not the man that we need in the White House. Joe Biden was never the man that we needed in the White House. He was the man that the Deep State New World Order needed in the White House, someone they could control, someone that they could put all of their trust in. Why would they trust Joe Biden? Because he's not making any of his own decisions. The handlers are making the decisions for him. All right. Now, for Christmas, I plan on gifting you— Uh, a choice of whether or not you want to stick around with T-Mobile, because I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be doing it. T-Mobile is who I have right now. And I know there's not that many cell phone providers here in the United States of America. There are a handful of large providers, and then there are a number of smaller providers. Now, even though smaller providers are renting the towers from the bigger providers, so I don't know if smaller providers who actually lease that bandwidth from these larger providers are going to be subject to these new rules. But listen to this. T-Mobile has just quietly updated their terms of service. They are going to be charging their subscribers fines. That's right, monetary fines for content that they don't agree with. Now, some of this stuff is totally understandable, acceptable. has to do with spamming or or, uh, spam texts. Uh, That kind of thing. But some of the stuff also happens to do with nebulous hate speech or or misinformation. Now, this is coming from Laura Loomer. I saw this over the weekend and and it starts rather quickly. So I want you to get ready and I want you to keep an eye on your bills because it's going to be a minute before I can get my stuff and my family off of T-Mobile. So if I get charged by these people, you know, they can suck it. Okay, come get it from me because you're not going to. But beginning on January 1st, 2024, they're going to be fining these users who they believe have committed violations of their bandwidth. Uh, And uh, one of the metrics that they're using is called SHAFT. You might say that T-Mobile is giving you the shaft, but it's an acronym for sex, hate, alcohol, firearms and tobacco. So. In these brand new terms of service, they outline what categories of text messages will now be specifically regulated due to the new T-Mobile moral and legal issues and uh, and arbitrary decisions they've made. Because they're going to be monitoring your communications and they're going to be enforcing this based upon information coming from the Cell Phone Telephone Industries Association. Now it now the CTIA is an active governing body that's part of the United States or affiliated with the United States. So they have to work with all of the cellular carriers. So I don't know if everybody else is going to be doing this as well. But if they do, then we're screwed. I mean, specifically firearms. I mean, the only thing that Gaffer and I text back and forth to each other besides memes, which many people would find inappropriate, are pictures of guns. Okay. So if I'm going to be texting back pictures of guns and, uh, and and ammo and you know upgrades to my guns to my friends and and my uh, and, and my buddies, are you going to start charging me every single time for one of those? So. Um, This is uh, initially it sounds like based upon their language, they're going to be using it to target um, the political class. So uh, Laura Loomer, she got banned by team or excuse me, by Comcast uh, when she ran for Congress. They they would no longer allow her to send text messages out to her followers. You know, like when you dial that number to get messages directly from President Trump. Every politician does that nowadays, but they didn't like Laura Loomer, uh, and so they uh, they banned her from using the service. But directly in T-Mobile's t- terms of service, uh, they are instituting three new fees based on non-compliant traffic that result in a severity zero violation. What is a severity viral violation? Well, it represents the most harmful violation to consumers and is the highest level of escalation with which a carrier will engage with bandwidth. This applies across all products: SMS, which is just regular text messages, MMS, which are picture text messages, short code, uh, that's some other form of short communication, toll-free numbers, obviously 1-800 numbers, and 10DLC. I don't know what 10 DLC is. Didn't look that one up. But this is everything, essentially, all forms of communication that go across T-Mobile's mobile network. Now, I mentioned that they're going to be monitoring your communications. They would have to. If they're going, if they're going to somehow see the picture messages that you send and determine that they are a severity zero violation, they are something that's so heinous that they can't allow it to happen anymore. Um, You better believe that they've got somebody who is going to be looking at it or they have an AI that's going to be viewing pictures of it. My question is, why didn't they ever institute this kind of thing for, mm, I don't know, child pornography? Because, you know, that all kinds of pedos are sharing this shit back and forth all the time. Excuse my language. But take a listen to this. A severity zero violation is as follows. Tier one. This is your first violation, I think. That would be two thousand dollars. That would be phishing, smishing or social engineering. So these are like the scam text messages that you get from like India or China or someplace else in uh, Southeast Asia. Where they say, oh, yeah, I'm texting the wrong number. Is it okay that we talk? Great. I'm a I I live in Los Angeles. I'm a fashion designer. And here's my picture. And It's a beautiful Asian woman. And then the next thing you know, they want you to send them like an Amazon gift card or something like that. But social engineering refers to the practice of targeting individuals in a way that manipulates them to reveal private information like credit card numbers or social security numbers. Tier two, that's a thousand dollars. Uh, Illegal content. This would perhaps apply to child pornography, but they don't specify that they do include illegal content that is cannabis, marijuana, CBD, illegal prescriptions and solicitation. I get text messages all the time from all sorts of online vendors that are asking me to purchase CBD from them because I've I have purchased CBD in the past. So but CBD is not illegal. So where does T-Mobile get the idea that they should be charging $1,000 per text message? Let's say you're a business and you're trying to reach your consumer base and you send out 5,000 text messages at a time. My God, 5,000 times 1,000. What is that? That's uh, that's 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 geez. Oh, <laughs> pizza that's like $500,000. It's insane. All right. So then tier three, tier three is you. That's everybody else. It's five hundred dollar fine for violations that occurred re- involving shaft, and shaft again is the uh, sex, hate, alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. You're gonna send pictures of your Marlboro lights to your uh, your good buddy. Hey, hey, Chuck, d- did you want me to pick up Marlboro Reds or Marlboro Red Black or Marlboro Red Gold or whatever it might be? Uh, that is going to be a $500 fine. And they ask you to further review the T-Mobile Code of Conduct uh, for a list of all disallowed content. Um, So for me, personally, I don't even need to view it. I don't need to know what it is they're telling me I can't send, because I guarantee you that there is at least some of the content that I send between people uh, that will no longer be acceptable. Mm. Wait a second. Uh, our hapdog says she is lying about this. I verified with T-Mobile. The website she quoted was a clickbait website. This is simply not true. Well, hold on just a second. This is coming from support.bandwidth.com. Well, uh, if this is not true, then we need to dig into this. Uh, T-Mobile, T-Mobile shaft violations. Okay. well, here is an update from yesterday um, in the T-Mobile community. And uh, people on here are saying that it's false, but other people are saying it's true. So let's continue. Let's go a little bit deeper. See, here's the thing. I saw this reported in a bunch of different areas. Oh, and of course, the first one I go to is... uh, Here's one from ah, this is a post from next door. That doesn't count. Mm. Yes, this is it. Support.bandwidth.com. This is the website where it was taken from. Let's search for shaft. All right, so the only thing I see is uh price increases, but this is an older article. All right. Well, <clears throat> I suppose that um uh our hapdog says that they already checked with uh with T-Mobile, TOS, its terms and conditions. Yeah, terms of service is TOS is, is but but TNC is terms and conditions. Um Yeah, so Uh, So here's the thing, you know, like on the actual tweet, uh, there wasn't like anything challenging it yesterday, which is uh, when I looked it up initially. Yeah, there's there's no there's no community notes on this tweet. And I know that the CTIA is true and I know that Shaft is a real thing. All right, well, I suppose maybe I'm going to reach out to T Mobile as well, and uh, we'll see what they say about this. Let me actually see if I can locate any of this uh, actual text in the bandwidth article support.bandwidth.com. Because there also is the possibility that T Mobile would want to minimize. If they were actually doing this. Okay, so this is what they're saying currently one month ago, what a severity zero violation would be. Phishing messages, depictions of endorsements of violence, hate, otherwise threatening. Well, pornographic and adult entertainment contact, high risk content. Well, let's try this one, T-Mobile, severity zero violation. Okay, and this goes back to the board on T-Mobile. All right, and everything else just goes right back to the tweet. All right. Well, I suppose I'm going to reach out to T-Mobile directly, but thank you very much, Hapdog. Um I, I think that terms of service and terms and conditions are interchangeable, to be quite honest with you. Um Okay, but either way, I'll go ahead and reach out to them. Thank you very much for letting me know that this may not be true. Uh you know, what I would look for initially would have been some sort of community note here and Even when things are real, people generally file community notes against them. So it would be interesting if T-Mobile had actually responded to it here on Twitter, but something tells me that they probably wouldn't. Yeah, it's just a lot of ads. Okay, all right. Well, we'll put that one on the back burner. Okay, thank you very much. I sincerely appreciate you guys. Now, this one is actually coming from Clay Higgins, so I feel... Pretty confident on this one. Not trying to give fake news. Not trying to give fake news. But check this out Uh, Clay Higgins uh, just proposed a brand new law. Uh, If any state in our union blocks the official nominee of a major political party from their presidential ballot, their electoral slate will not be counted by Congress. ...on the following January 6th. So that would mean that Colorado or any other state such as California uh, that may be looking to remove President Trump from their ballot, their electoral votes would simply not be counted. And... Considering the fact that even if this was to go through these various states, removing President Trump from the ballot and not allowing people to vote for him, essentially handing the electoral votes to Joe Biden. uh, Well, then that would mean that those electoral votes would be completely off the table and it would now take a much lower threshold of electoral votes to actually win the presidential election. Uh, So uh, this is H.R. Hold on just a second. Let me pull this up. Uh, Where is it? Uh, H.R. Have a very MAGA Christmas, he says. Hang on. Let me pull this up from his website. H.R. There is no additional information. Clay, where is the rest of the bill's name? So this was introduced on December 22nd. And uh, obviously, the Congress would need to vote on it. And in order for it to be law, it would have to be ratified in the Senate. Now, Honestly, what are the chances of that happening? I think it's fairly slim, uh, but still, I like the uh, concept of what he's doing here. Uh, yes, solo tango. Yes, I yeah, I, I believe me. I, we've we've definitely talked about it. Yes, Trump coming back in 2024, but here's the thing: he won't actually be sworn in as president until the year is 2025. So he will be president in 2025, 2026, 2027, and 2028. He will be president elect. In 2024, uh, but either way, it's okay. It don't it don't really matter. Hold on, number one Indiana Dad Community da, Dot T Dash Mobile Dot Com. Okay, so Spazatron, you you can get some pretty pretty inexpensive uh, soundproof curtains online. I, I had some when I lived back in Michigan. Let's check this out. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so this is actually the same place that I went to where it had somebody just quoting Laura Loomer. So I don't think we can use that as a source. But thank you, Dad. I don't know. I don't even know if they would get sued. Like, that's the thing. If it is real, it sounds crazy to me. But it also sounds like something that I could totally see them doing. Uh, I mean, they've done... They have canceled people for less, essentially. So, LaTango, don't go to sleep until next November. We got a lot of work to do in the meantime. All right. So, let, let me give you guys some good news. Some good news for Christmas. We just had uh, a case very similar to the George Floyd case in the state of Washington. Uh, it was another instance where a black man was being arrested uh, and he died while he was in police custody. Now, The good news is the three police officers who had been charged in his death, they were charged with, I believe, second-degree murder and manslaughter. Uh, Matthew Collins, Christopher Burbank, and Timothy Rankine. Yes, second-degree murder and manslaughter. Uh, They were found not guilty on all charges. Uh, And the death uh, of the young man who passed away, his name was Manuel Ellis. This was on a sidewalk in Tacoma, Washington back in 2020. Obviously, echoes of the George Floyd death. Um, But obviously, the the state did not prove their case. I'm hoping that Perhaps uh, perhaps they had they must have had competent uh, counsel on this case uh, because their defense was that uh, Mr. Ellis actually died of a methamphetamine overdose because in this instance, uh, apparently they were allowed to introduce his uh, actual toxicology report uh, into the record. Clearly, in the case of George Floyd, he should have been found to have died from a fentanyl overdose because he had fentanyl in his system. He had a fatal amount of fentanyl in his system. Uh, Even in the video, he dropped a bag of uh, heroin or fentanyl on the ground. Uh, Clearly, Sather commented on the T-Mobile thing makes sense to me. Well, let's pull this up. Okay, what Laura Loomer missed here is that these T-Mobile rules apply to their mass messaging service, not individual users. So this impacts services like Bandwidth.com, not John Doe using a T-Mobile phone. Although the Shaft hate speech in CBD is illegal, shit is still stupid. Okay, so that makes sense. Thank you very much, Fredo, and thank you to Jordan as well. So it's not fake news. It was just a bad characterization. Uh, So... For large messaging clients, people like politicians or uh, businesses that are going to be running uh, mass text messaging promotions, that will apply to them. And see, here's the thing that SHAFT, that acronym, that is real. The CTIA is real. Uh, So the way she presented it, she was just kind of mixing her use cases. And I apologize to you for mixing it as well and not going a little bit deeper on it. So I want to give a very special thank you uh, to the user who specifically said that they reached out to T-Mobile, and I'm just looking for your name again. Hopefully, you're still there. It is R Hapdog. Thank you to. Wait a second. Um. The H is silent, like Rhapsody. <laughs> rap dog. I got you, rap dog. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Mm. Okay, Um, so. This was good news. Obviously, we don't need any more cops getting thrown in prison for a death that they did not uh, specifically cause. We need people to feel comfortable uh, becoming a police officer and we need people who are going to be honest police officers. Uh, Let's let's be honest here. We have a problem uh, with policing in America. Because the good people, the honest people, they're being driven out of the profession. Meanwhile, the people who are more likely to be dirty, the people who are more likely to break the rules and cover up crimes, they're the ones who are getting the jobs. I mean, take a look at that uh, that, that murder of a black man at the hands of a whole bunch of other black police officers that took place down south earlier this year. Uh, those guys were former gang members. They never should have been able to get into the police force. But – you know, defund the police and all the good cops go away. They go get a job in a city that actually cares about them. And obviously uh, you're going to be left with uh, slim pickings. All right. One more really, really sweet Uh, story here. There's nothing worse, as far as I'm concerned, than people who abuse and abandon animals. And uh, that is happening all over the nation. It's happening all over the world. Uh, It tends to happen in Latin American countries. They have large, um, uh, just like, you know, stray dog populations. Well, this beautiful little puppy that you see on screen was abandoned at the southern border. Here you can see him curled up In a discarded shirt uh, at the southern border, of course, there is no shortage of trash and clothing as these illegal aliens make their way up through the Darien Gap and the uh, Mexican countryside and then uh, pour their way over the border. Something like 27,000 illegals were apprehended over the Christmas weekend. Anyways, uh, a journalist for town hall, his name is Julio Rojas, I don't know how you pronounce it, but one of the two. He found this little puppy at the border and he took it home. He took it to the vet and he got him checked out. And uh, this little boy is now living with him uh, and he's doing really, really well. And uh, he's super sweet. And I just wanted to play a puppy video for you guys Because I love animals, and uh, this dog is super cute. This little boy got the best Christmas gift ever. He got a new family. Look how small he is. He's just a little pistol. And he's totally silent, doesn't make any noise. He's a good boy. He's a good boy, and he did not deserve to be abandoned at the southern border. Uh, <clears throat> so just another reason to uh, to shut down the unrestricted illegal migration that's coming across our southern border. Here's another one. This one's also from Laura Loomer, and this one is community noted. Um, I actually uh, was aware of this previously, and the argument about this has to do with the definition – of a natural born citizen. So, Kamala Harris, the the word has always been that Kamala Harris should not be eligible to be president or vice president because she's not a natural born citizen because her parents weren't citizens when she was born. She's an anchor baby. Uh Nikki Haley is similarly an anchor baby. Both of her parents uh are Indian. And they moved to the United States in like 1969. Uh, They hadn't been here for five years, which is how long it takes to become a citizen minimum. Uh, And they had Nikki in 1972. So while she has U.S. citizenship, uh, she is not technically a natural born citizen. And therefore, she is ineligible to be president of the United States. Now, that's just something I I wanted to put on your your plate here, um, because I see people kind of having this generalized anxiety about, oh, you know, Nikki Haley, like she has a chance to be president. I mean, come on, guys, if if you've been paying attention, you ought to know that Nikki Haley is nobody's choice except for the uh, billionaire elites that would do anything to stop Donald Trump from becoming president of the United States once again. So. I don't think Nikki Haley's going to be president. I don't think it's possible. I don't think she can be president. Uh, and I don't think that we have anything that we need to worry about from her. She is also not going to be President Trump's vice presidential pick. If anybody comes to you and says Trump needs to choose a reconciliation VP, we need somebody that's going to bring in the conservative uh, 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 female vote, or we're going to need to appeal to the to the uh, the Democrat uh, female conservatives who hate Donald Trumps, but they might vote for a Nikki Haley. That's BS. Nobody is going to vote for Donald Trump or not vote for Donald Trump based upon who his vice presidential pick is. Mike Pence was like paint on a fence. During the first Trump administration, he barely opened his eyes. I'm sorry, but he didn't. Uh, he, he, Mike Pence may be uncomfortable during the first Trump administration because too often he would just be standing there talking with his eyes closed. Now, I always thought it was really weird. And uh, he, he seems to be a little more confident now that he's not standing in Trump's shadow. But I mean, he is. He really still is. Uh, I, I don't think Mike Pence is going to be vice president. Um I think that it doesn't matter who President Trump picks as vice president. I I think that it will be cool if he chooses somebody who's just hardcore America first like he is, somebody who if for some reason President Trump leaves or if and when President Trump finishes his second term in office, that person is going to run for president. I want a strong, uh, authoritative America first uh, Magadonian to be right there at President Trump's side. I don't want the uh, the fear or the anxiety of somebody waiting around in the wings to stab him in the back like he's Julius Caesar. Uh, I want somebody who is going to implement the Trump agenda well beyond the time that President Trump is in office. So no Nikki Haley's, no Ron DeSantis's. Um, you know, President Trump mentioned, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, honey, who's the, t- Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard. He mentioned Tulsi Gabbard the other day, and I think that he actually said, like, there were two people that he was potentially considering, and Tulsi Gabbard was one of them. Maybe I heard it misquoted, Um, but, uh, but he did talk about Tulsi Gabbard. Now, I know a lot of people would bristle at the idea of Tulsi Gabbard being his VP, but I just want to remind everybody once more, the VP means absolutely nothing. It's a bonus if he chooses somebody who is going to be there to take over when he's done. Um, I'm hoping, I feel that President Trump understands exactly who and what he needs at his side. At this point, it doesn't matter. He doesn't need reconciliation with anybody. He doesn't need to convince anybody to vote for him because we've already made up our mind and those people who haven't, by the time 2024, November rolls around, they will have made up their minds as well. Yes, Lisa's right. He could have a door as a VP. President Trump could literally, he could literally, he could choose an apple. He could choose this empty can of energy drink and the people would still vote for him. Lincoln, who do you cast your ballot for in 2024? Trump and bang energy drink. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I know. Trump won. No, 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 not Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> if let me just say this, if President Trump chooses Tulsi Gabbard, I think it's unlikely. But if he does, he's choosing her because he knows he can control her and she's going to do what he wants her to do. And again, all that really is required is for them to stand there. Uh, greet foreign dignitaries when they get off the tarmac (laughs) and uh, and also to go places that President Trump can't go. Uh, But I just I I find it uh, a tad unlikely that it will be Tulsi Gabbard. I I really hope that it's a it's a strong Magadonian. I think that would be the best. I think that the American people would be happiest. They they would feel the most comfortable with that as well. All right. Now, uh, some bad news for Christmas. Marjorie Taylor Greene and a couple of other people got swatted on Christmas Day. I guess this was Marjorie's eighth time getting swatted. Now, a lot of people would say, why does she still live there? Why doesn't she move out? Well, you know, most people don't have the ability to just pick up and leave their house and go someplace else. You know, plus there is like the whole thing of standing your ground. Right. Um also, the cops know her by this point, so they know that if they somebody calls and says, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene and I've got a shotgun to my husband's head, they know that that person is definitely not Marjorie Taylor Greene. They just got to show up and say, hey, MTG, we got to make sure you're doing OK. Um, also, uh, Representative Brandon Williams was swatted. Now, as far as he's concerned, uh, I think this is the first time that he's been swatted. Jack Pasobik. Got swatted as well. I don't know if he's ever been swatted before. I've never reported on that. But uh, Williams posted to his ex account, our home was swatted this afternoon. Thanks to the deputies and troopers who contacted me before arriving. They left with homemade cookies and spiced nuts. Merry Christmas, everyone. That's so wholesome. I love it. And uh, that's pretty awesome that they called him while they were on their way there. Again, you know, these these law uh, law enforcement officials are not stupid. Uh, The stupid people are the libtards that are calling in these swattings because, you know, they may have a sophisticated network uh, uh, and ability to mask their IP address and, you know, cover up the the the, their voice. But eventually they're going to get caught one of these times they're going to get caught. And here's the thing. People get swatted and they die. Okay, the police show up if they don't, if the police are gung-ho, and they don't have, like, you know, the experience in this kind of thing or understand that this is not real, Uh, well, they show up and they actually kill people, and people have died on a number of occasions. Uh, Now, Jack Posobiec, he was swatted during a family gathering uh, after, wait a second, Jack Posobiec's parents, oh my god, his parents were swatted, wow, Uh, they they told the officers that I had shot my wife and sons in the kitchen. Ugh. Uh, and then Cat Turd also got swatted. Jeez, oh, Pete's, man. These people are busy. This is why Lisa doesn't want me to tell anybody where we live. Well, I, and I'm fine with that. You know, you check out my P.O. box. Uh, anyways, the local cops are great and they know what's going on. All is well in the Cat Turd Ranch. Still not going to shut up. Uh, somebody else, Tammy McDonald. I'm not familiar with Tammy McDonald. Can't tell anything about her. I just got swatted while hanging out, can- hanging canes at my home. I'm shaking to my bones. They said I caught my husband in bed with another woman and shot them both in the head and I was locked in the bathroom going to kill myself. You know, and this is uh, this is indicative of what we are up against in terms of this left wing radical agenda. They are so threatened by our positions. They are so threatened by our ability to back up our beliefs and our ideas with facts and logic and reason. The only conclusion they can come to is that we must die. They have to kill us. And yet they want people to believe that we're the killers. We're the ones who are on our way to uh, to just like, you know, shoot up a school or do something stupid like that. But it's not us. Uh, President Trump doesn't instill violence in us. Our communication doesn't instill violence or rage. I'll tell you what does uh, instill rage in the American people. It is the treatment that conservatives receive At the hands of this deep state New World Order, Uh, they use their power and their might to try to destroy us at every juncture in the same way that they are trying to destroy Donald Trump. Now, here's another mainstream story I want you to go ahead and take with a grain of salt. Uh, This is, I feel, indicative of the type of case that Jack Smith and the DOJ, the corrupt New World Order DOJ, has against Donald Trump. It doesn't exist. There's no crimes here. There's no there there. And that's why Jack Smith and his uh, unconstitutional team has to keep leaking things to the mainstream media. They're trying to keep this story alive. Give you some sort of anxiety. Oh, my gosh. Are they finally going to get Trump? After all this time, they've finally got something on Trump. No, they don't have anything on Trump. See, if this was a real case, there would be no leaks to the mainstream media. There would be no behind-the-scenes communications. There there, there would be no teases going on with Access Hollywood and ABC and CNN and The Washington Post. None of these news outlets would be able to learn anything other than what was released publicly. But – Jack Smith and his illegal team apparently have sprawling evidence against President Trump. This is this time coming from CBS News. Based on our reporting at CBS News, the special counsel has phone records. Ooh, you mean he's he's got President Trump's phone calls? He's got his text messages? Oh, my God. What do you think they're going to tell us, guys, that President Trump was running the freaking country? Because that was exactly what he was doing. We're going to be landing on Air Force One. Have a Diet Coke ready for me when I get off. Uh, He has memos and diary entries from key witnesses. Okay, diary entries. How easy would it be? Let's just say like, what are they going to say? President Trump. President Trump was mean to me today in the Oval Office. Uh, President Trump told me to fire someone that I didn't want to fire People like Vice President Mike Pence uh, and uh, also other people who are inside the Oval Office. They had something in the special counsel's office at the January 6th committee never had, which is subpoena power, to go really deep with witnesses and not just get public testimony and some depositions. They've gone deep. And I've talked to people who participated in this investigation as lawyers, sometimes even as witnesses. Witness to what? There was no crimes. Nothing that President Trump has been accused of is anything he can be convicted of. It's a shell game. It's a dog and pony show. That's all this is. I get so annoyed when people are like, Trump Trump shouldn't have done this. They got him this time. (laughs) They're going to put him away. You're a freaking moron is what you are. (laughs) You don't know anything. And it's evident to me based on my conversations with sources, (coughs) Jack Smith, that Jack Smith has a sprawling case against President Donald Trump. Sprawling. That's why he wanted to bring it as soon as possible, right? That's why he wanted to make sure that they went to trial before the primary season so that during the presidential election they could actually be trying him on uh, cases that uh, have no basis in reality Uh, and uh, just hopefully maybe on the night that they're actually calling the election, maybe they can actually release the verdict to the American people. None of this is going to happen. All of these cases against Donald Trump have all just stalled, dead in the water. The federal cases take precedence over the state cases. Remember, you haven't heard anything about Alan Bragg and his B.S. Stormy Daniels case in Manhattan. Uh, something tells me this case down in Georgia is going to be stalled as well. Remember there's federal charges in a state case and, uh, excuse me, that's, that's like a County case. There are, there's, there's state and federal charges in a County case. And then also charges from another County where Fannie Willis doesn't have the right or the ability to bring charges in any of these other jurisdictions. Anyways, Donald Trump's DC case is now on hold because the Supreme court has to rule on it. Well, first, the appeals court has to rule on it, and that could take forever. And then the Supreme Court is going to, have to be asked to rule on it again. We're not going to see a trial against Donald Trump before the election of next year. And on top of that, we have the fact that uh, Ed Meese has filed that brief. We talked about it last week, suggesting that this special counsel office is totally unconstitutional. It hasn't been approved by Congress. It it hasn't even gone through any anywhere near the actual process that it would need to to be considered a legal uh, and uh, objective office that's within the boundaries of the Constitution. It's just a bunch of BS. It's a shell game. It's a fake news story that's been put together by the people who want to destroy Donald Trump. That is it. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Brag, not gonna make it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought this was great. This is absolutely great. There is so much hypocrisy in Washington D.C. You know, uh, you hear about these uh, the, these people. You know, they're they're preserving democracy, or, dem- or they actually, let me play this clip from Tucker here real quick, and and then we'll talk about. What Joe Biden would do if another country was doing what him, he and his cronies are doing to Donald Trump. Listen to this
1: case. It seems irresolvable. So you have, you know, basically every power center in the country will do anything to prevent Trump from winning anything. I mean, that's the most important thing to them is to keep Trump from becoming president again. Now, why is that? Is a whole separate and very interesting conversation? But that's just a fact. OK, and these are the same people who are lecturing us about democracy. We're saving democracy. Democracy dies in darkness. Democracy is the most important thing. You heard that creepy defense contractor say, "What we're really doing is preserving democracy. We're not just like selling weapons. We're preserving democracy," right. it, which was a nauseating clip, and I and I hope on some level he's punished for that. But um, anyway, so but then at the same time, you have Trump like is leading leading the race in in every nonpartisan or li- all the liberal polls are showing him leading the race, beating Joe Biden in the in the battleground states. So. So like they can't let him win. But if they don't let him win, then it's just super obvious that all this democracy stuff was fraudulent and that it's not a democracy. It's an oligarchy run by the richest people that Bernie Sanders, back when he was a free man, was telling the truth. Yeah. So I uh, just want to say to
0: uh, Yorko, Yorko in the chat. No, that's the satire that this is a democracy, OK, that we live in a free society. Uh, that we even have the ability to choose our own elected representatives. I mean, they proved to us in 2020 that that's just simply not the case. This is an oligarchy. This is an administrative state that's overseen by an authoritarian government. This is fascism at its finest. It is the most beautiful marriage of corporatism and, uh, and, and, and our fledgling Uh, capitalist society. The government and the corporations have joined forces against us. Take a look at what's happening on social media. Uh, They're not the arbiters of what should or could be said. And yet the government was dictating to them who and what should be allowed to stay on, which is a violation of our civil rights under the Constitution. No, the the uh, the parody here Uh, Is uh, is anybody who believes that we live in a free society and Tucker is so right because it's clear that the nation wants Donald Trump to come back. It's clear that he has the overwhelming support of the majority of the population. And if they steal the election again because it's an oligarchy ruled by an authoritarian administrative state, uh, then they've just given their hand out. They
1: have completely shown their ass to the world. And so at that point, like the veil's off. We can't pretend anymore. Like when they killed Kennedy, which they did, um, they could kind of pretend like everything's fine. But after this election, there's no pretending everything's fine. Everyone will know. And it is a little bit like you get kidnapped, you get thrown in the back of the car, and all of a sudden the kidnapper turns around and lowers his mask and you see his face. And that's not a good thing because once you see his face, he has to kill you. Because you know who he is, he can 't let you go then, okay, so you sort of want the kidnapper to keep his mask on because the pretense allows him the freedom to let you go in the end and pretend everything 's fine, but they 've showed us who they are with such unmistakable clarity that i, I do, you know i do, kind of don 't know how we get along after this election unless they decelerate and, and just and just do what they should do, which is like look we don 't like trump here 's why. We don't think he's good for the country. Here's why. We think Joe Biden's great. Here's why. America, make your choice. But they'll never do that.
0: They simply can't do that because they're in too deep at this point. They've been repeating the same thing over and over and over again. Orange man, bad. Donald Trump destroyed democracy. The American people are progressive and you demand, I don't know, uh, men in the women's restrooms. You. We demand uh, 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 older 60-year-old men to identify as six-year-old girls. No, Nobody wants that crap. Well, maybe there's a handful of you out there who do, and I feel horrible for you because you're brainwashed. Uh, This is not the way we're supposed to live. This is not the way that humanity survives. Uh, Unfortunately, that's going to have to be something that you are deprogrammed from. Uh, Yes, they do want us to know exactly how awful they are and that uh, they believe they have all the power. But here's the thing. They only control so much. All right. And at the end of the day, they don't control absolutely everything. I truly do believe that by the time we get to November 2024, first of all, RFK Jr. is going to be an independent candidate who's going to pull votes away from Joe Biden, who will have frighteningly little support all across America. He won't be able to surpass the votes that Donald Trump will get, and maybe even some of those states will no longer even have their electoral votes counted. Either way you slice it, Donald Trump comes back at the end of 2024. He is uh, brought back into office in 2025, and that is the point at which the real tough work begins, and we start cutting the fat all throughout the federal government. Um, Somebody mentioned something about donating in the chat, and you can donate through Ko-Fi. All of my donation platforms are on screen. If you take a look at the big donation marker down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to my website, redpill78news.com forward slash donate. You can donate with a uh, Rumble rant on Rumble. You can donate with Gold Pills on Pilled.net. You can donate through Ko-Fi. You can donate through Cash App, or you can donate at my website, RedPill 78 newscom And uh, all of that stuff can be dropped into the chat. If you just ask Debbie, uh, then she can tell you exactly where to go uh, based upon where you have uh, your your preferred donation spot. Um, So, okay. So I see people talking about the Kevin Spacey thing, the weird Kevin Spacey thing. So— I know that everybody here thinks Kevin Spacey is a pedophile, and I'm not saying he isn't. He's definitely been accused of some awful things, and there have been some witnesses who mysteriously died, plus he was traveling with Jeffrey Epstein and a number of other people. All I can say is to this point, Kevin Spacey has not been convicted of any sexually related crimes against adults, children, or otherwise yet. Yeah, that's very important distinction because I do believe that Kevin Spacey, uh, as he flew around frequently with Jeffrey Epstein, it's likely that he ended up on Jeffrey Epstein's island. It's also likely that he engaged in some really heinous stuff. Now, I can't claim to know exactly what that is because he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Now, I think that Tucker Carlson is a relatively fair guy. Kevin Spacey's trying to make a comeback. Just be as pragmatic about this as possible. He just beat those charges, uh, and, I, and as far as I know, there are no other charges against him at this time. Maybe that's because all of the witnesses are dead. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to say that too loud because I don't want to end up walking in front of a bus or anything like that. Uh, but Tucker Carlson uh, also doesn't like Netflix and uh, the Obamas are basically running Netflix right now. Netflix dropped Kevin Spacey from the uh, program that he was on House of Cards, which honestly was a great show because it uh, it was really exposing the way that uh, that politics work in Washington, D.C. I was shocked when I first saw it. I was like, this is exactly what's happening. And this shows about the Clintons. So I think that Tucker Carlson agreed to have him on in that weird interview because he wasn't Kevin Spacey in that interview. He was acting as Frank Underwood, his character in the Netflix show House of Cards. Um, So I think that it was like a a thumb in the eye of Netflix. And then also Tucker probably saying Kevin Spacey was exonerated. So why not have him on? Remember, Tucker Carlson has only just recently started to wake up. So I think there's a lot more that he needs to fully realize uh, before he's anywhere near the point of, you know, most of you, I would likely say. So, um, you know, that's that is what it is. I, I think that if Tucker Carlson had some knowledge about Kevin Spacey doing terrible things, I would doubt that he would have him on the show. Uh, he's the kind of guy I think who, you know, is probably, you know, look, he, he, he would need something to say, you know, this person should not be dealt with for this reason, because otherwise it just looks like Kevin Spacey is being canceled for things that he hasn't been accused of. Uh, I, I truly do believe in innocence until proven guilty, but it doesn't mean that I would have Kevin Spacey on the show. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Because I've just seen too much. I have done too many digs into Kevin Spacey uh, to believe that there isn't some uh, fire there behind that smoke. Um, No, neither has Hunter. But uh, I've actually seen uh, Hunter Biden's own text messages and the videos uh, to know and also all of the checks and the money and stuff like that. See, there's a difference. There's a distinct difference with Hunter Biden's laptop, the the, the the direct line of sight from the Chinese Communist Party, the entities that Hunter did business with, the traveling with his father, the phone calls. Like, that's totally different. Like I, I don't have all that stuff on Kevin Spacey. Uh, and like I'm saying, I'm not I'm not exonerating Kevin Spacey. So please don't get it twisted. All right. Hunter Biden has not been convicted of any of that stuff yet, but we have all of his own freaking text messages, his emails, his videos, his pictures. There's enough there to know that he's a sack of shit. Okay, Kevin Spacey, I'm saying, is likely a sack of shit. We just don't have all of his text messages showing that, you know, he did a bunch of nasty stuff. But what we have is his flights on Epstein's private jet to and from a bunch of different places. What I'm waiting for, what I'm looking forward to is the list of names that are going to be coming out shortly to see if they have Kevin Spacey listed in them as well. That could have something else to do with why Kevin Spacey is attempting a comeback before that information comes out. All right. So uh, right here, let's talk about what the Biden regime would do if the shoe were on the other foot. Uh, In fact, it has been a situation that we've seen in other other uh, countries throughout the nation or excuse me, throughout the world rather. Uh, Well, uh, if this was to be happening in some other country, a nation taking the greatest political challenger off the ballot. Uh, Well, there would probably be sanctions. Uh, There would probably be some sort of uh, international uh, response. Um, Perhaps uh, they would cut diplomatic ties. Uh, There would be a whole bunch of different things that would happen. Um, But in our case, obviously, it's America. And obviously, It's Donald Trump and the deep state, New World Order. They hate Donald Trump so much that they're willing to show off this type of hypocrisy uh, and to engage in this sort of behavior. So as an example, take Venezuela. For instance, uh, they were sanctioned by President Trump and his administration for their undemocratic policies. Uh, When Joe Biden came into office, he actually started to lift some of those sanctions, Uh, and it was all based upon Venezuela agreeing to a number of conditions, and that was a commitment to hold free and fair elections in 2024, which would allow for Nicolas Maduro's political opponents to actually give him uh, a challenge in that election. Uh, From the State Department and their notice to Venezuela, failure to abide by the terms of the agreement will lead the United States to reconsider steps we have taken, including the easing of sanctions. Now, within a month of Joe Biden agreeing with the Venezuelan leadership to this plan, Venezuela entirely suspended the results of the opposition leader's primary election victory results, essentially saying, well, you won your primary, but we're not going to accept it. So this decision got handed down by Venezuela's top court. It would be as if the Supreme Court here in the United States did the same thing. Uh, They ruled that the opposition leader to Maduro uh, must be investigated for alleged identity theft, money laundering and conspiracy. So the Biden regime, although This decision is clearly undemocratic. It's the kind of thing that uh, you would expect to see here in America, frankly. Uh, They are allowing Venezuela to push towards these elections, which are scheduled for next year. Um, They at this time doesn't appear that the opposition is even going to be on the ballot. So what does that mean that Maduro is going to be the only one? Um, What happens if they try to do the same thing here? Will America stand for it? Uh, Are people going to be willing to just stand idly by as Joe Biden is the only candidate in 50 states Uh, if you go to Nicaragua? Uh, They had a dictatorship uh, at one time, and this government uh, was hit with sanctions by the Biden regime right there in 2021. Uh, Now, this is coming from the Treasury Department. The Biden regime explained they were imposing these sanctions against Nicaragua because they held a sham election in 2021 uh, and that this sham election uh, pushed the country's government uh, towards the removal of the incumbent president Daniel Ortega's political opponents, allowing Daniel Ortega essentially to be the only person who could be considered to be president again. We had one of five, excuse me, five of political, uh, five of Ortega's political opponents on the ballot in 2021, all of whom were not well known. So basically they had no chance of winning. Uh, There were seven other opponents who were not allowed to appear on the ballot because they had been arrested prior to the elections, which, of course, forced their removal from the ballots and basically assured the outcome for Ortega at the end of the day. The Treasury Department recognized this. Joe Biden's own government recognized this as an undemocratic practice. And the Biden regime uh, talked about the government's groundless misuse of uh, an obscure law in Nicaragua, law 1055. This is a law that bans anyone deemed as a traitor by the country's government for running for public office. It sounds suspiciously similar to the 14th Amendment and the way that the Democrats in these Democratic organizations are attempting to ban President Trump from the ballot in places like Colorado, maybe Maine, maybe California. Uh, But the Biden regime said that the Ortega regime is using laws and institutions to detain members of the political opposition and deprive Nicaraguans from the right to vote. That sounds exactly like what we're seeing here in the United States of America. So when the The Biden regime tells the Nicaraguan people we stand with you in your calls for freedom and a return to democracy. You have to wonder what type of democracy are they hoping to return to? How exactly are they standing with the the Nicaraguan people when they're not even standing with the American people? And then let's take a look at Belarus. Obviously, Belarus, we spoke about earlier in the show. They're very close to Russia. They got hit with sanctions by President Trump's administration back in 2020 because it was alleged that they also held fraudulent elections. Why were they fraudulent? Because they, too, barred political opponents from appearing on the ballot. It's also said that they falsified voting records, much like the type of falsified voting records we saw here in the United States of America. The Treasury Department also did the investigation for this one. When Joe Biden came into office, they upheld those sanctions. Uh, They were very, very harsh to Belarus's government. In 2021, they put out a statement uh, and they blamed them once more for holding illegitimate elections uh, by preventing multiple opposition candidates from appearing on the ballot and restrictions on the ability of the opposition to campaign. This also sounds a lot like what they're doing in Ukraine. You know, uh, Zelensky just uh, called the elections off altogether, but before that, He had uh, essentially barred a whole bunch of people from saying things that he didn't like. Now, all of these various situations, this threat to democracy that these nations are implementing, um, throwing candidates off the ballot, imprisoning them, uh, charging them with obscure laws, uh, basically banning them from being able to hold office. It sounds exactly like what the Biden regime is doing here in America. So. We go back to the characterization of the United States now as a banana republic. Why do we call it a banana republic? Because this this sort of thing we saw really uh, honed and uh, sharpened in banana republics in Central and South America. That's exactly where they got the term. And now it is uh, perfectly in place here in the United States. Florida constitutionalist. Uh, So please get the Marco Polo USA.org book. You will all pass out. Well done. Yes, I've got two copies of it. Uh, Garrett has been on the show before. And uh, again, I go back to what I was saying about uh, Hunter Biden's crimes. Even though he hasn't been convicted, we have his own words and his own testimony in the form of text messages, emails, videos, pictures. And so on and so forth, as well as all sort of contemporaneous records, which were hatched and and held on to at the federal level, because Joe and Hunter were using United States tax dollars to travel all throughout the world to engage in this pay to play scheme. And then, of course, you have Joe Biden's admission uh, that 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 he put pressure on the Ukrainian government to fire the very prosecutor who was looking into the company that his son worked for and therefore his son. For the work that they were doing uh, uh, at Burisma. So if it wasn't for all of that stuff, then, you know, maybe I would be not as harsh on Hunter Biden. Uh, but I feel pretty confident in saying that he has committed all sorts of laws that he really should be tried for. And uh, who knows if that will happen Certainly, I don't believe it will happen under the current administration. I think that uh, it's likely to happen under President Trump's second time in office. I sincerely hope that it does. Not just Hunter, not just Joe, but all of those other people that we believe need to be prosecuted as well. OK, <clears throat> so speaking of the illegitimate election of 2020, <clears throat> someone who should know a lot about what happened would have been John Ratcliffe <clears throat> because he was the director of national intelligence during that time. Now, John Ratcliffe was recently on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo discussing what he and uh, his his uh, various agencies were able to collect During the 2020 election, and that included a specific influence campaign by the Chinese Communist Party. That would be the same Chinese Communist Party that the Biden family were in business with while Donald Trump was running his second presidential campaign and while Joe Biden was running his, I guess, first successful presidential campaign. Successful because he made it onto the ballot, not because he actually won the election. But Uh, John Ratcliffe is out there raising the alarm because he believes that the Chinese are going to do it again. Well, obviously, the Chinese Communist Party having their man living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, it significantly increases the possibility that this sort of influence operation is going to happen again. But – It's not going to be successful, at least in terms of changing any hearts and minds. Let's take a look and see what exactly took place during the 2020 election. Uh, Now, they never found any information to suggest that Donald Trump was working with the Russians in 2016, no matter what the left would have you believe. But on this particular instance, uh, John Ratcliffe was discussing the specific nature of China's meddling. He made it clear that Russia, China and Iran, all three nations wanted a Biden presidency. Now, if you take a look at the positions of Russia, China and Iran, since Joe Biden's come into office, yes, we may be standing on the brink of World War Three. But Russia, as a result of the sanctions put in place by the Biden regime, has become very, very strong. They have been strengthened on so many different fronts. They may have stopped doing business with the United States of America, but they've simply been able to start doing business with other nations on the earth. Also, China. President Trump was very tough on China. President Trump was tough on Russia as well. But, of course, Joe Biden comes into office and China is suddenly in a much better position. No more China virus, uh, no more worrying about Chinese spying, nothing like that. Remember when Donald Trump kicked the Chinese out of that Texas embassy? Think about how many things they had to burn before they were able to get out of there. Uh, And what about Iran? Joe Biden has given them tens of billions of dollars. They've just restarted their enriched their nuclear uranium nuclear enrichment process. Why would they do that? Well, obviously, they're hoping to build nukes. They're hoping to build nuclear facilities there. Iran is in a much better position since Joe Biden came into office. So although it may sound counterintuitive, considering the fact that NATO and Russia are on the brink of World War III, War is sometimes a good business. Uh, It's also good for your national strength, right? Anytime there's a war, the people of that nation, they lock arms. They get behind the idea of keeping the nation safe. Well, I don't think that that would happen here in the United States of America. Not right now. I don't know a lot of people who would be willing to pick up arms and go die for Joe Biden and his deep state New World Order cronies in Washington, D.C. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to John Ratcliffe right here. I just got. Hey, gang,
2: to Dr. Steve here.
1: All of our adversaries, China, Russia and Iran will have a preference in 2024 uh, for the presidential outcome. And that is for Joe Biden to continue to be the president. Uh, Joe Biden has been good for business uh, for China, Russia and Iran. All have gotten stronger uh, around the world. I dissented from the intelligence community's majority and said how China was trying to influence the outcome of the 2020 election. And that has been corroborated. In fact, the FBI has walked back intelligence and has said, no, China did try and interfere, continues to try and interfere in elections. uh, And that's going to continue to be the case.
0: Yes, of course, that will continue to be the case. All of these various nations, anybody who is profiting at the destruction of the United States of America is going to want to continue to go down that path. Donald Trump returning to America is good for Americans, but it's bad for the deep state. It's bad for virtually any other nation that might put themselves up against the United States as an alternative to the preeminent global superpower. If Donald Trump returns to the White House, how likely do you think it is that China is going to try to reunify with Taiwan? Reunification is just a fancy term for taking over Taiwan. Taiwan and China have not been part of the same country for, what, 70 freaking years? I mean, it's been a long time. The two paths have diverged so greatly. This is like the uh, the idea – of uh, two uh, parallel concurrent timelines, okay? So you had two nations with the same people going in two different directions, one communist, one capitalist, and you had one nation thrive. You had another nation, which was uh, just a a horribly mismanaged authoritarian mess. Uh, You had famine. You had war. You had killings. uh, You had uh, cleansings. You also have forced organ harvesting. You have slave labor. All of these bad things are in China. In Taiwan, it's a very, very different nation, and for those people to be forced into becoming part of the the Chinese Communist Party. It's going to be devastating for them. It's a lot like what happened to the people of Hong Kong when China came in and took over the people of Hong Kong were used to being able to protest. They were used to being able to move about freely. Now they are under the thumb squarely of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, So you have to ask yourself, is Joe Biden just that stupid or has he destroyed America on purpose so that he can pay back all of his foreign business interests, who he received tens of millions of dollars from over the years while he was trading that money for American foreign policy? Uh, And during that time, those nations likely were also cataloging all of that information so that should they uh, get the opportunity someday, they could go ahead and blackmail Joe Biden. I think that's likely what's happened. But now also Joe Biden just happens to be so old and decrepit. uh, He really wouldn't be able to do anything uh, different otherwise. Uh, So he continues to trudge forward. They continue to try to stop Donald Trump, but they will not be successful. All right, you guys, we are basically at the end of the show. Um, I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything else. Uh you know yeah all of this other stuff this is uh, about uh immigration which is really uh illegal immigration not um migrants or anything but maybe we'll end with this. Um we just lost another another comedian uh another uh Hollywood person uh maybe not Hollywood maybe this guy's from New York but anyway he he was, he was a stand-up comedian his name was Neil Nanda. He was only 32 years old and he died suddenly. Now First thing you say, well, you know, how can we be sure that he's actually dying suddenly from the jab? Well, I mean, nobody's holding up his vax card and saying that, uh, you know, this is likely what caused him. They're actually not even revealing his cause of death. But if you take a look at Neil's own Twitter account, uh, we have this tweet here from, I don't know, looks like uh, this tweet is actually from 2020, November 26th, 2020. And he uh, posts this uh, link to an article, the trailer for the prom is here and it's everything 2020 needed. And he says, hey, Twitter, I'm pretty sure a vaccine is everything 2020 needed, which seems to indicate that Neil uh, actually was a proponent of the jab. Well, now he's not going to be able to tell us and No one is ever going to comment on this because it just makes him look terrible. But I can tell you he was... uh uh, a, a regular on the sorts of trash that uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live has. Jimmy Kimmel obviously is a big time leftist. Uh, there have been a number of comedians and uh, obviously movie stars, uh, Hollywood types that have died suddenly. It keeps happening every single day. Uh, I haven't been able to comb far enough back here and see if he was you know, openly talking about having taken the jab, but it really wouldn't surprise me at the end of the day. All right, you guys. Uh let me go through the final thank yous over here on the foxhole. And actually I'll go ahead and check to see if anything showed up on uh, uh nope, nothing on Cash App, nothing on Ko Fi. Okay. Uh over here at PILD.net, thank you very much to Redeemed Patriot who says Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year! Thank you very much. Happy Christmas, uh, Happy New Year to you as well, Boise Blanc. Thank you for that cookie, Moss Dog Seven. Thank you for the can redeemed. Patriot said uh, sent you a funny dog clip in DM. Did you send it to my pilled DM? Hold on just a sec. I will need to uh, pull that up. And hold on. Yes. Okay. Um okay, there's actually no clip there. It's just it's just an empty it's just empty. There's uh there's no clip there, redeemed Patriot. But try again. I've got it open right now. I can pull it up for you. All right. Um Joe. thank you for the cookie and the can. Thank you, Foosborn, for the cookie. Thank you, Porpoiseful, for the cookie. Mighty Patriot, thank you for the ship. Appreciate you, brother. <clears throat> Sean Joe, two cookies. Netfolks, one, one cookie. Boise Blanc says Taiwan is a native people. However, many households are mixed with Chinese partners. It's complicated. OK, so yes, uh, it is a little bit more complicated than even I'm aware of. Mighty Patriot, thank you very much for the cookie. I actually – I had a, a girlfriend long time ago, like right after high school. Her mother was – Taiwan. She was from Taiwan. She was Taiwanese. And, you know, I honestly, you know, most Asian people look relatively similar. I couldn't have picked them out uh, from a a, a lineup if I had to, if I had to say this person was Chinese, I think I could probably identify Vietnamese and Thai people. They look a little bit different. Um, Kitsko says Merry Christmas to the Red Pill 78 fam and others. 14 days till GART trip. I need to get my tickets uh, um, on the plane. Yes. Uh, And uh, I'll probably set that up tonight. All right, you guys, uh, that will be all. I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us today. And uh, tomorrow, since it's Wednesday, uh, I'll be back at 5, and then I'll be back again at 9. Brad and I are going to be talking uh, about a whole bunch of stuff on Altered State. So I hope to see you then. Good luck, and God bless. Here comes the gold pills, and we will see you tomorrow. Ashley Babbitt's death is not a hoax, okay? I am confident in saying that, and I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that one movie that that guy did. He came out of nowhere, a gay guy from Hollywood. First thing he does is make a video debunking Ashley Babbitt's death, and everybody watches. Everybody says, oh, this is what happened. Whatever. It's not what happened. It's not real. Ashley Babbitt's dead. It's a a tragedy. Here, here, uh, this is my last word on it. You're saying maybe she is, maybe she's not, question everything. I've already fucking questioned it. I've already looked into it. I believe she was murdered. So you showing up in my chat and saying, I should be questioning Ashley Babbitt, well, you believe what you want to believe, all right? But I've already done my due diligence. Ashley Babbitt is dead. She was murdered. (laughs) And it does absolutely nothing for you to go around as a one-trick pony suggesting that she's still alive, that this is some big sigh-up, to what end? Okay, for what reason? Why is President Trump suggesting that Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Okay, I was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I saw her bloody corpse rolled out of the Capitol building, so there you go.